Hello and welcome to HLB Cross-Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. My name is Leslie Hornoon and I am in Los Angeles attending the HLB annual Asia-Pacific Conference. Um, I'm joined today by Stephen Chang, president of the World Trade Center in Los Angeles, and uh, Yang Zhang, senior manager of uh, HLB firm Greenhouse & Jenks, um, to talk about US-Asia cross-border business. Um, thank you both for taking the time to talk to us. Um, well, to start off with, um, Stephen, we're living in a turbulent time with um, the U.S. trade conflict and Brexit uncertainty and a lot of um, moving bits and pieces for international businesses. So my first question to you is, um, what are your suggestions for foreign companies in the U.S. to navigate the current situation? Well, as you mentioned, the economy and the market's changing very rapidly, uh, if not on a, a weekly basis and maybe even on a daily basis. And a lot of it uh, has to do with the political situation that we face in the United States as well as around the, the world. And so for your clients, I think the, the best way to really get through this really turbulent time is to do their homework. They have to do a lot of market research. They have to make sure that they fully analyze every situation to know the cost structure, to know the uh, potential implication before stepping into uh, a new market or adjusting their current business plans. Um, some of our local uh, partners are looking into manufacturing in other countries in order to avoid maybe some of the potential tariffs that will be uh, added onto their, their product line. And with that, um, they are having unintentional consequences by choosing countries, for example, that might not have a, a steady supply of fuel. And so they have to also consider now an additional fuel costs or labor costs or insurance costs uh, or uh, ancillary costs that they have not considered. So again, the, the quick uh, short answer is do your homework be diligent in making sure that you analyze every single aspect and use the right partners and professional to give you the, the right advice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's clear. And in terms of um, the opportunities that you see for uh, especially U.S.-China um, cross-border business, um, where, where is the silver lining in all of this? Well, I think with these two large economies, as um, fluctuating as turbulent as the times may be, I do think in the long run things will work itself out. Um, and so immediately speaking, um, there are still some key markets that potentially can be beneficial from bo for both sides. Uh, clean technology is definitely very necessary. Uh, I can't say the same for the United States, throughout the United States, because um, the United States and our president have stepped away from the Paris Climate Agreement. However, China is still moving forward with that. Uh, and so in California, Los Angeles, we actually declared that we're going to be adhering to the climate ag uh, agreement on our own, on a subnational level, without the, without the support of the federal government. So there's a strong desire for us to produce these new te clean technology that can uh, address some of the environmental issues that we face as a world. With that said, um, I think investors 
uh, are wise to look in that category because there are a lot of contracting opportunities that are available for that. Uh, second aspect is healthcare and senior care. Um, as our population continues to, to, to get older from both countries, there are not enough young people to be able to take care of some of the, the issues um, and, and the aging population. So whether it's healthcare, whether it's mental health, whether it's bioscience, whether it's medicine, those uh, categories are actually going to continue to be very, very robust. And I think uh, these are the opportunities that some uh, our, our investors and our companies should really look into. Great. Thank you. Um, Yen, yeah, in terms of um, U.S.-China cross-border business from an international tax point of view, um, what kind of opportunities and challenges do you see in, in this space? So from an international tax point of view, so I think U.S. government, I think before they have this uh, trade war, and they already prepared. So like 2017, uh, the U.S. tax reform, actually they have a new tax rule called FDII, so kind of is U.S. incentive their domestic business to generate income from foreign country. And that income is taxed at a very low rate. So right now U.S. tax rate is 21%. For that type of income can be like 13%. So U.S. already give this benefit to certain international business. So if our client is doing this international business and we should look into certain opportunity like this, so, yeah, this is another opportunity. Okay. And um, in, in terms of um, challenges, do you see a lot of uh, changes now because of the trade conflict? Yeah, as we heard, um, there are not many people are very, um, have good point on this. So I think to prepare for things going worse, we not only look at tangible goods, we should also look at intangible goods like IP transactions. So we don't know what's the new policy, what's the new damage on those type of transactions. So our clients should be prepared for that. Okay, thank you. Um, both of you attended the, the Asia-Pacific uh, specific regional meeting earlier today, and uh, Stephen, you, you presented here as well. Um, for our listeners, what are your main takeaways from the session today? I think as the listeners are looking at the global markets, um, I think what they need to do is start to also look at the local regional uh, economies and sub-markets because um, the United States and China and every country, uh, large countries at least, are very big and they're very diverse. Every state and every local municipality, they might have different opportunities uh, that might be missed if they just look at the country as a whole. So for example, uh, some of the things that we focus in Los Angeles is that the Los Angeles County GDP uh, was $807 billion last year. So if we were a country, we would be the 18th largest economy in the world. Los Angeles is the size of a nation. So that's why they, you need to treat these mega uh, metropolitans as a separate market and not look at it as a whole. So that's a key takeaway point because there's so many different diverse markets within Los Angeles. A lot of people only think of us as Hollywood. Uh, what they don't realize is Hollywood is only our third largest industry. We have, uh, we're the number one manufacturing center in the United States with more uh, jobs in our county than any other counties in the United States when it comes to manufacturing. We're manufacturing aerospace parts. Uh, we have uh, Virgin Galactic, SpaceX, um, uh, Boeing. They're all located here. Uh, on top of it, we also have other sectors like 
high-end denim manufacturing. We have um, advanced transportation manufacturing, uh, bioscience, uh, life sciences, clean technology, high-tech. Our Silicon Beach area is growing. So all these different things are very unique to our region. And if uh, the listeners are looking at uh, key markets, they should also look at other regions around uh, the nation and really start looking at the sub-national potentials that are there rather than looking uh, at the whole country as a general. That will give them a lot more options. Okay. Thank you. Um, any last um, thoughts from you, John? Yeah, just from a tax pers uh, perspective, I think business should have a very flexible structure because U.S. tax is very complicated. If we have fixed structure, is even we have good policy later on, it's very hard to change and it's very costly. So we suggest our client to look at the current structure and do a scenario analysis and do a structure flexible way to handle this issue. Great. Thank you both very much for your time. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening. For more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights, visit www.hlb.global forward slash insights.